With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rock chemistry. Rock chemistry. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast, uh, South Carolina Week. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm your host uh, for the day. I have uh, with me Nick Roush in Louisville and Jay Dorch in the greater the greater Louisville area. Uh, gentlemen, how y'all doing? Man, feels like fall here in Louisville. I love it. Football yeah. weather, Jay. We finally got yeah. it. Yeah, it was nice waking up this morning and having the chill in the air and the smell of cut grass. And yeah, it's, it's good. Well, even though the weather's changing, you know one thing you can't forget about, Jay Dorch? What's that, buddy? Proper hydration. Life is thirsty work, but water and traditional sports drinks just don't cut it. Created in Kentucky, Sword Performance offers Shield, a brand-new innovation in the sports drink world with bold fruit flavors, balanced electrolytes, and natural ingredients. Shield hydrates better and faster than water and quenches thirst for anyone at any time. So go ahead and be relentless, Nick, uh, Nick Roush, while you're doing, uh, doing your writing today. Shield always has you covered. Hydrate now with a bottle of Shield available at your local Kentucky convenience stores. Learn more at drinksword.com. Man, Freddie, I'm, I'm getting ready for a move. Uh, we're, we're selling homes, moving move. homes. Yeah, I bought a new house. So you want to talk about thirsty work doing your work all day and then coming home and loading up boxes full of junk. So I'm going to have to go extra on the shields here. You staying in Louisville? Yeah. We're only moving like a mile or two down the street, but bigger, nicer kind of area. So, um, but man, I was, I was just giving Lee K Howard crap for moving during football season. And then a week later I buy a house. So, uh, whoo. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, well, Nick, I love you. I'd do anything in the world for you, but just don't ask me to help you move, man. I I, I don't want to have to <laughs> hey, say no. Moving is money. Hiring movers is money well spent. Listen, I, I will buy you a gift card to a moving company, but but I just <laughs> – moving is, is something that I hate just as bad as I hate anything in the world. So it's, probably, it's what, probably because we've all – we're the first call of most of our friends, right? They, they oh, yeah. They call yeah. us. Get the big strong guys that you know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's also one of those things too that once you get past, I don't know, twenty five, you got to be over asking your friends to help move too. Like it's just that's a college kind of young adult thing. You can get a little older, like a pizza and beer ain't going to cut it in payment, you know. Yeah, the good thing about being one of the good things about being old, like Jay and I, Nick, is we're past moving into the third floor of an apartment complex which is the absolute worst of all moves because <laughs> normally the hallways aren't very wide. Yep. Stairways aren't wide and you just, you know, it's just brutal. Oh man. And this is an old house too. So, you know, the four, the stairs are kind of leaning one way, like, man, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you movers can handle all that stuff. I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah. Out. I, yeah. If I, I hope, I pray I never, uh, well, I got one last move in me, Jay. That's it. One more. I hear you. 
Yeah, and that'd be to the VA uh, old folks home. So <laughs> hopefully that's a long one out from now, but that's my last one, bro. Yeah. Uh, speaking of something difficult, Kentucky made uh, made life uh, challenging and, and difficult for the for the fans uh, on Saturday. Struggled with with Chattanooga. Um, you know, let's go around the table and just give me a recap uh, of what you saw. Uh, against uh, Chattanooga was not a clean, was uh, not was uninspired, was was unexpected. Jay, what 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 did you come away with after the Cats beat Chattanooga twenty eight twenty three? You know, I'll I'll start with a positive. Um, years past, we lose that game. You know, early years with with Stoops and even before that, and. Just like in the Missouri game, you know, somebody stepped up and made a play when we had to have it. And we won the game. And so we're 3-0. But as we talked last week, just coming out flat and almost um, just not ready to play. You know, clearly they took UT Chattanooga for granted. I think what's different in today's time and sports in general, these smaller schools, they, they still got really good players. They may not be 6'5", they may be 6'1". Uh, they may not have all the measurables that we've got at UK or, or Alabama or whatever, but they're hungry and they're still really good athletes and well-coached. Uh, and it's, it, it's, uh, if you don't show up, you can get beat on any given Saturday. And I just, it was disappointing that Pretty much all phases of the game, we weren't prepared. Uh, coaches weren't prepared, admittedly. And uh, to go to that next level that we want to go to, and I think we have the talent and the coaching staff to get to, you just can't do that. Um, and I, honestly, I never really felt like we were going to lose the game. I really, truly felt like we were going to pull it out. But it was, it was just disappointing. It was, it was a step back, in my opinion. Uh, from where I thought we were going with this team uh, doesn't mean it's, uh, you know, defines who they are, but disappointing. Yeah. Nick Roush. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to see a game without turnovers and it's really what kept Kentucky from having that blowout because as much as we wanted to, see that and, and as much as we wanted to criticize the defense for not getting sacks tackles for loss etc they did their part in the first half they gave up a drive a scoring drive right away but then they didn't allow a first down the rest of the half chattanooga was still able to get three points because of an interception you know just a bad read didn't see the guy threw it right to him kentucky is scores and scores and scores better than the teams they've played they look they would look much more impressive but it's just all turnovers, all turnovers at this point. And uh, I, I think water will eventually find its level. I think some of them are a little bit on the fluky side. But Kentucky might be lucky they don't have more because they put the ball on the turf ten times in the first ten quarters of the season. That's just – that's unacceptable. That, that's unacceptable. Carry – cover up the football. Don't don't let it loose. Plain and simple. Well, I'm, I agree. At turnovers – Two games of turnovers were, uh, uh, meant that 
hey, what's going on here? Three games of turnovers that equate to a minus six turnover margin is a, is a problem <clears throat> and is a problem that has to be dealt with. Uh, you know, turnovers, eight penalties for 60 yards. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that, that's just allowing Chattanooga to hang around. Uh, Chattanooga was, is a good FCS team. There's been 10 FCS teams that have beaten FBS teams this season. Chattanooga's top 20 uh, FCS team. But, you know, as far as expectations, you know, this team, the more we expect from this team, the more we ask from this team. And, and I just didn't think that Kentucky played up to its standards. But there were some concerns uh, that have led me to, uh, to ask myself, how good is this Kentucky team? You know, I have slow rolled uh, how I evaluate this group. But 28 carries for 171 rush yards for Chattanooga. Alum Ford, 128 yards on the ground. That's concerning, especially with South Carolina coming up with four running backs that are very good. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I, you know, 339 total yards Kentucky gave up. Uh, uh, the defense was really good in the first half. Second half, uh, South Car or Chattanooga started exploiting some things uh, that I think that South Carolina is going to. Uh, then you look in the red zone for the season. Kentucky opponents are 10 for 10 in the red zone, seven out of 10 for touchdowns, 46% on third down allowance. So the defense, there are some, there are some concerns there. And I think they're personnel related, uh, not schematic. Uh, so, uh, yeah, some things, uh, obviously the turnovers and then third down, red zone, penalties, hidden yards and special teams, you kick a, a kickoff goes out of bounds. You get a holding call on a punt return. A lot of yards, hidden yards, were, were added up through uh, uh, through punts that weren't filled, that were not filled. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's 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 an anomaly. I think Kentucky will play better. Uh, but again, how good is this Kentucky team? If it if it's as good as some pe people think that that can stand toe to toe with Georgia and Florida, Saturday's a must win. You have to beat South Carolina. I mean, there's no way around it. You have to beat South Carolina. And one, one thing too, Freddie, and I'm sure Andy Murray can maybe attest to this. Uh, I, I talked to Phil Hoskins and Quentin Bohanna after the season last year. Two guys who are in the pros now. And they each, when I asked them, all right, was the SEC 10-game schedule? That was too much, right? You don't want to do that. They, they said the exact opposite. They said, no, we would rather play a bunch of really good teams because – it's really hard to get up during a game week to play Chattanooga, but it's easy to get fired up to go play in the middle of the sandstorm at Columbia. Andy, I know y'all didn't schedule as many cupcakes back in the day, but do you, do you agree with that sentiment? Uh, most definitely. And I apologize for joining in a little late. Um, got stuck. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think it is hard. I, I think it's hard for the fans to get excited, you know, uh, for these games and definitely as a player when it's you've got this stretch coming up in the next four weeks and you've got to play at Chattanooga prior to that I I was going into the stadium last Saturday and I told a couple of people I was with that it was a trap game um, and what I meant by that is it, it was just there was no good going to come out of it for us you know if we beat them by four touchdowns what do you really really gain you don't gain anything now you know, in my opinion, you don't want to play 10 SEC games either, but I would love to slide a 
Illinois or an Indiana or a Wake Forest or an NC State or somebody like that in instead of a Chattanooga. I just think it's better for everybody. I think it's better for fans. I think it's better for your team. But, you know, that, that was a that was a trap game, in my opinion. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that it's, you know, big-time football has come to scheduling, you know, three FCS teams, so everybody gets three wins as a bonus. And in some cases, you get bit like we did last weekend and just kind of get exposed a little bit, and then everybody starts having doubts. <clears throat> Nick, do you, you mentioned uh, the opponents. Andy's last year at Kentucky, my first year as a starter, at our conference opponents were North Carolina, Indiana, Cincinnati, and Rutgers. So, yeah, a little, it, that, little bit different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit different. Though, though, I mean, you know, but a different era. Uh, so let's get to our next segment. We did this last week. We're going to do it again. It's called Concerned or Not Concerned. And this strictly deals with the matchup with South Carolina. Uh, not a season, but just how Kentucky matches up with the Gamecocks. Nick Roush, I'll start with you. How concerned are you about Kentucky's run defense with Kevin Harris on deck for Carolina, led the SEC in rushing last year, went up for over 200 against the Cats, and then the three other running backs that are that are very good also, uh, Zaquandre White, Marshawn Lloyd, and Juju McDowell. How concerned – are you concerned or not concerned about Kentucky's run defense for Saturday night? I'm not very concerned, Freddie. And it's because in order to run the football well, you have to have good offensive line, and South Carolina does not have that. It's a mess up there. Uh, Harris, the back injury has caused him limited reps. And while I, I could see, like, the, the paranoid UK fan can see a scenario where he has a breakthrough performance – but I still don't see them really – like last year, he got those yards because he was getting 20, 25 carries a game. I mean, they have other good backs. That other guy whose name escapes me right now was a former five-star recruit. So they're going to spread the wealth. And uh, I, I think Kentucky's run defense, while they, they got out of shape with a couple of big runs, if you, if you take away just uh, a handful of big runs and then quarterback scrambles, you aren't getting but two and three yards at a time against this UK defense. So even though they give up a few big plays, I'm I'm not that worried about Kentucky's run defense. Jay Dorch, are you concerned or not concerned about Kentucky's run defense versus South Carolina? I'm not concerned uh, for some of the reasons that Nick talked about. I feel like our front seven were pretty solid up there. And if we play sound, you know, defense, we're going to be fine. You know, the one thing that if you look back at last week, that big play that that uh, they got right out of the gate, you know, we called a blitz. And in my opinion, unnecessarily, um, of course, I'm armchair quarterbacking. But, you know, Brad White has been so good at making sure we're in the right spots and, and no matter who we're playing. And I think that's so important this week. And if they, if they do that, and I think we're probably going to see the most complete game out of our defense uh, yet um, this week, because I think they'll be more focused and that got their attention, uh, both from a player perspective and coach's perspective. And I think we're just going to play good sound defense and, and they'll have them in the right spots. And, and I, I'm not concerned. Andy? Um, you know, I, after watching us play Missouri, a couple of weeks ago and just seeing how physical we are against what 
you know, is another SEC opponent, which I believe Missouri's better than South Carolina. I just think physically at times we show that we're ready to be in this league. And then we just have those times where they're head scratchers and we give something up, but you know, that's football and, you know, defensive play calling, like Jay said, you know, it's not, it's not very hard to get out of position on defense when you're playing, you know, SEC teams. Um, I just, you know, we've all been waiting these last few years for us to show up and, and show our progress. And this would be a perfect game to do that. Um, but the longer we let South Carolina breathe, the longer it's going to be a you know, slugfest. And hopefully we can go down there and take some wind out of them early and, and take over the line of scrimmage like we know we can, um, you know, and see what happens. But I, I, I don't want to let those guys hang around long because it'll be, it'll be a tough second half if we do. I'm going to, I'm going to categorize myself as concerned. Uh, because of two numbers, uh, the, the third down conversion ratio of 40, allowing 45% extends drives against this defense that we've seen. So I think Missouri's going to have more opportunities to run the football. Uh, if, if if third down defense was better, then then I would say no. But yeah, I mean that's that's one of the reasons I do think I do think that Carolina is going to run straight at our defensive tackle, whether it be a Bully Bodies Fitzgerald or Octavius Oxendine. Combined, those players, the Oxen and Fitzgerald have 10 tackles and one tackle for loss. Uh, and I think, you know, you go away from Josh Pasqua, and I think that's what teams, especially Chattanooga, showed uh, how, to, how to run the football against Kentucky. And to Jay's point, on that blitz, uh, both linebackers went to the same gap. So that, that was an assignment uh, bust issue uh, with, a, with a missed tackle behind it, which Ford went for 48 yards. But, but I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm a little concerned, yes, uh, about the run defense for Saturday mm-hmm. night. I, I would, and, uh, and I do think Kevin Harris, is, is if he is healthy, is fantastic. Counterpoint, Freddie, is any running back on this team better than Tyler Beatty? Yes. Yeah, I, I'll take Chris Harris. Mm. A healthy Chris Harris. Over Kevin Tyler Harris. Beatty. Yeah, but it, but, Harris, but yeah. that's a, that's an if, though. I mean, he hasn't yeah, gotten, what, healthy. more than six, tack- six carries yeah. in a game? That's what's strange, Nick. He's averaging 2.4 yards per carry, 23 carries, 54 yards, not a high number of anything. Yeah, I mean, so, he would he would get 23 carries in a game last year. So I don't think yeah. he's healthy, and I think they're trying to protect him. So Yeah, that's a good point. But he, uh, if, if he is, he can go. And those I, other running backs are good, too. I would add I'm more worried about the run defense from the quarterback than I am. Like, yeah. Kentucky's pretty good at running right at you. Where Beatty got all of his yards were out on the edge in space. I'm more worried about yeah. Doty leaking out and getting some yards yeah. on, his, on third down. And that's it. That's his strength. Luke Doty, the starting quarterback, injured in the preseason, comes back, replaces Zeb Nolan, and uh, he's very athletic. We were concerned about him last year, if you remember, Nick. So, yeah, that's another aspect. Let's get to the next one. Concerned or not concerned, Nick Roush, about Kentucky's pra- uh, pass protection with Kingsley and Ibari, the number one rated edge player in the country, the number two rated pass rusher in the country. Are you worried about that matchup with Enigbari against 
uh, Flax or Rosenthal because that's where he's going to be lined up. Yes, but I'll add the caveat similar to what I said earlier and that I think those guys are going to be much more prepared for a big-time moment. Dare Rosenthal proved in that Florida game last year that he's ready for big-time moments. Took out two dudes on a cornerback blitz. These guys know that NFL scouts are going to be watching them. There's about two, there's two five-star recruits on this front in addition to Kingsley and Igbari. So I, I think knowing that, they're going to be more prepared to play than they were a week ago. So slightly, yes, but I, I think that they're going to bring the right mentality this week. If you look back at Chattanooga, that the left tackle position for Kentucky did not have a good game uh, at all. Uh, it's just being bluntly honest. So, Jay Dorch, are you worried about Kentucky protecting uh, Will Levis with Enigbari, who is, again, an elite edge rusher? But then you have Jabari Ellis, Aaron Sterling, Zach Pickens, Brad Johnson, linebacker blitz. Are you worried about South Carolina's pass rush? No. Um, I, again, I, I think, like I said, on the defensive side of all, I think last week was an attention getter. Uh, I feel like the team, we're going to see the most complete game out of this this uh, team we, we've seen yet. And uh, I don't think these dudes got their attention. And I think the coaches got their got each other's attention. And I think they're going to be prepared and ready to play. I, I feel like uh, they're going to be more focused than they have been yet. And, and I think the results will be there. Andy. You know, I, I think uh, I think this week we'll see what kind of play caller Cohen is because it's going to be more like an NFL type game. Obviously, it's an SEC game. He knows they've got some edge rushers. His game plan is going to be totally different. And quite honestly, I'm not so sure that everybody didn't take a big, deep breath last weekend, looking at, not not as a week off or a week out of schedule or anything like that. But I think you can you can pass the blame all the way down the line. Those guys flat out weren't ready to play, and for all the reasons we talked about. But I think you're going to see from Cohen, I think you're going to see an NFL-type play-calling game where it's going to be a lot of quick stuff getting out of the quarterback's hands. They're not going to be looking for the shots as much. I think you're going to be getting a lot of stuff underneath. The tight ends we've talked about, all those things that this offense is capable of doing. Um, and you know what? I never could really tell what our game plan was last week. I don't know about you guys, but watching that game, it was just so sloppy. It was like you could – you couldn't predict anything that they were going to try to do. And I just think that we were just out of sync um, for all the reasons we said, you know, it was a, it was an opponent that nobody took serious and, um, and all those things. And I, I just think, I would think our game plan is going to be very, very different this week on offense. Leads me to my next point. Nick Rouse, Kentucky ran for 102 yards against Chattanooga uh, did not, on the line of scrimmage, which was very surprising. Are you concerned or not concerned about Kentucky establishing and sustaining the run against South Carolina? A little worried. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Um, I'm a little worried about Chris Rodriguez's wrist. They said it was a little banged up. And South Carolina, the strength of their team is that front seven. So if South Carolina yeah. is going to do one thing good, if they're going to do one thing well, it's got to be like their only chance to win is to stop the run. So yes, I'm I'm a little worried, just a little. Andy Murray, you were you concerned or not concerned about Kentucky uh, establishing and sustaining the run? 
You know, I, I mean, the Missouri game, we did whatever we wanted running the football. Last week, again, you, you know, we've all showed up for those Saturday morning scrimmages in the spring and really not wanted to be there. Um, and if you don't show up ready to go, you're not blocking anybody. I don't care yeah. who the opponent is. If you show up with about an 85% effort, it's going to show big time. And I, I'm just hoping that that we show up. The other, the other part of that is the emotion, um, I mean, of just playing football. I mean, these guys, it, it's, it's hard to get up for a, a Tennessee Chattanooga. You would like to think that going into that environment down there with our veteran line, those guys are going to be ready to go. Um, I don't know what the new O-line's coach, the, our new O-line coach personality is, but I do think Schlarman's personality was reflected in our guys' attitude and the way they played. So I'm anxious to see if we come out with some attitude this week because I think that was one of the great things, Schlarman. I mean, that guy always had spit flying out of his mouth and looking them in the eye and, you know, getting in their face. And that that has a lot to do with being pretty good on the offensive line too, I think. So hopefully – uh, Coach Warford came from South Carolina. He's going back to where he just left before he came to Kentucky to coach the offensive line. You think the Cats can get the run game going? I do. I think that's a huge emphasis for this week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Andy last week. It was really confusing. I mean, it was clear Missouri – you know, the run was going to set up the pass, and it did. And we were committed to it, and we had a good game plan, especially in the first half. Last week, it was just confusing. What were they doing? What were they trying to status first? And we all know that, especially in the SEC, um, it's winning the trenches. you got to win the line of scrimmage. And we got the horses to do that on, on the offensive side for sure. And I believe that that's going to be a major emphasis to, to establish this run. And then you're gonna you're gonna see some some stuff that Andy's talking about, maybe some tight end screens or some screens or quick passes, and it's gonna slow that rush down and open up the pass, and then the play action will come into play. So I really think they will. I think they'll they'll do well at establishing the run first and setting up everything else for the rest of the game. Yeah, I do too. I think I think this is. Uh, I think you all hit on what I was gonna say uh, for Darrell Rosenthal. And I, I'm not concerned at all about Darren Kennard. But for, for Rosenthal, uh, this is a game that – this is a four-game stretch that is going to be his uh, job interview for the NFL. You're going to get some dudes. I mean, Inibari is, 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 is a dude. He's the first-team All-ACC player. But guess what? Florida's got him. LSU's got him. And Georgia surely has him. So – this is the first of four games that, that's going to be the tape that if I'm an NFL scout, this is what I'm going to watch because not only is it about ability, it's about availability. How many plays can you go against uh, an elite pass rusher and, and win one-on-one matchups? So I, I'm going to say yes, uh, but I agree with Nick that, that South Carolina, the strength of the South Carolina team is that front seven. I mean, if, if they didn't have that front seven, I would be a whole heck of a lot more confident than I am for Kentucky to go into Columbia. So I'm going to say yes, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be something to monitor because Kentucky is a run first football team, and in order to have balance, you have to you have to establish the run game. Struggle with that, then play action pass really doesn't matter because South Carolina will sit back in a two deep safety zone and say, okay, we're going to play the run. You're not going anything 
over top of us. And we're, we're going to stop you at what you do best. So, yeah, I think the Cats will get it going and have to get it going on Saturday. All right, I'm going to put out three keys to the game, and you can only pick one. Nick Rouse, are you ready? Hit me. The most important thing to you for Kentucky to win are the following three keys to the game. You pick one. Okay. Rush for over 200 yards. Okay. Win the turnover margin. Don't allow vertical shots to Josh Van. Which three are you picking to be the most critical key to the game? Who? Uh, I'm going to say rush for 200 plus because if you do that, you're keeping the ball out of their hands. You're controlling the clock. Um, and I think you're just wearing them down. So as important as I think the turnovers have been lately, Kentucky, if they reassert their dominance in the rushing game and don't do the fumble at the goal line, then I think they got this. Jay. You know, I'd love to say rush, but in a road game, turnovers are just huge. They can snowball. They, they, can, they can put a team on their heels and just destroy any momentum that you get. And you get an environment like that down there. Um, it can really – it can, you know, as, as uh, that, that those things happen, they get louder. Our communication gets worse on offense uh, and defense, and it just, it just creates some confusion. So I'm going to say turnovers. Andy. I'm going to go with rush for 200. It's funny. Everybody's been griping about how much we've been running the ball for the last two years, three years. And then last weekend we walk out of the stadium and everybody's pissed because we couldn't run the ball. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I just think that's it's so demoralizing for Rodriguez to carry people for five and six yards. And the defense, it just takes, you know, us, if, if we run for over 200 yards, we will win the football game and we will get our shots downfield and everything else. If they start stuffing our run, I think it, I think it takes a lot of wind out of everybody on our team sales because this team's become accustomed to running over top of people and they got to get back to that. It sets up everything for us. I mean, we can't, we can't be a pass first team. This, this is a team that's built around running and controlling the line of scrimmage and, Hopefully we can do that. If if we do that, I think I think we walk away with the win and move on to Florida. You know, I wrote about that all summer, Andy. People got mad at me that you know I said this is a run first team, and early on you got to run the ball. And we've seen Kentucky effective in one of three games in doing that: uh, 145 yards against ULM, 103 yards against Chattanooga. Now did explode against Missouri. This, this South Carolina defense is a different schematic. Uh, group or unit than Missouri, uh, but it presents different challenges. Rushing for 200 yards, I think, would, would would be a positive for Kentucky because if you're getting that much done on the ground, then the play-action pass comes into effect. The turnover margin is vital uh, because if, if you give up some turnovers, uh, you're going to fuel a crowd that it could get just out of control, which would motivate that defense, and it's going to be – it could get to a crazy environment. South Carolina is first in the SEC, second in the nation with six interceptions so far in three games. Uh, you know, we can't have that. And this is an opportunistic defense that Carolina has. And then Josh Van, uh, Nick Roush tweeted earlier in the week that he has six receptions for 25-plus yards. Uh, that, you know, Kentucky – 
is is tops and one of the tops in the country and in 20 yards uh, pass plays and not giving up a pass play for over 30 yards this season. So something's got to give there. I think South Carolina would try to get Bam one-on-one against Dort or Valentine and take their shot in play action. But if I had to pick one of the three, I'm going to go with uh, with turnovers because if you're on the road, turnovers, special teams will kill you. Uh, Kentucky has to play clean in both areas. And you can't get much worse than what Kentucky's done through three games. Ranks 128 out of 100, 128 teams in turnover margin. Uh, can't can't have that same experience in Columbia and expect to win. Nick Roush, your favorite portion of the podcast, we talked a little gambling stuff, which, you know, you, I think you and Andy, maybe Jay, delve into the uh, to the wagering on sporting events. Just a little so dabble. All right, gentlemen, we're going to start it out. Wisconsin, a five-and-a-half point favorite at home against Notre Dame. No, I wriggled, but close enough. I, I wriggled, yeah. I feel like the smart play is just to take the favorite here because Notre Dame's banged up. I really like Michael Mayer, but I I just worry about their that Wisconsin quarterback because he's made some really bad turnovers. They should have beat Penn State to open Week One, but I ultimately think that they're better. Um, Notre Dame comes down to earth. Wisconsin's got them. Jay, I'm in alignment with that. Great environment, good homes, good home stadium. Yeah, I think Wisconsin wins. Irish. Whoa. I'm Irish. I said, that. Not betting against the Irish. That's that Louisville Catholic <laughs> Chicago, school in them. Chicago is South Bend's backyard. That there'll be a lot of South Bend. Oh man, Chicago. that's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, yeah. yeah. Murray Promotions logo is a is a shamrock. <laughs> <or whatever that. laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, it's that, a it's a four leaf clover. Yeah, so I'm not, not surprised sure. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee at Florida. The Gators are a 20-point favorite at home. Who you got, Andy? Oh, the Gators will maul those guys. I mean, Tennessee will make it close, I think. But the Gators are a lot better than I think anybody thought they were going to be. Absolutely. Um, Dan, Dan Mullins – I know he's not any a lot of people's favorite, but he's a pretty good football coach. Yeah. So Jay. I, I, I like uh, – I don't know that they cover, but I, I think they for sure go in there and win. Jay. I, think, I think Gators cover. Best rushing team in the country. Um, at home, tough place to play. Tennessee's defense is pretty suspect. Um, yeah, Gators. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking this is a perfect letdown game for – Tennessee or for Florida and Tennessee's not great. They've got Hendon Hooker. It's a stay away from me game, but I I really worry about a letdown after the the way they played against Alabama. That's a that's a physical football game. It'll take some some out of you, so they'll win. But I don't I don't think they're covering that big number. I think it's up to like twenty Knox- or something. Did you something. say it's in Knoxville or Gainesville? It's in Gainesville. Gainesville. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tennessee's not very good. I saw Kentucky go to Florida last year uh, up by a bunch of scores, and Dan Mullen was trying to throw the football into the end zone at the end of the game to even put more scores up. I think anytime Mullen can find can play against a team that is trying to rise up the ranks, not, not only in the SEC, but in recruiting that they're going to face, I think he tries to lay it on them pretty good. 
I'll take the Gators at minus 20. Nebraska at Michigan State. Nick, I think this one fascinates me because yeah. Michigan State's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It might have gone up since then, but I think I last saw it at five. Michigan State's been a pleasant surprise. I know Mel Tucker was known for his recruiting chops, but he hasn't had much time there. It's just a year two. Uh, went down and beat my, a bad Miami team last week. So, I mean, fade Nebraska. They're they're so poorly coached, and it's all discipline issues. I mean, the amount of special teams mistakes in a nine-point loss to Oklahoma is a nine-point swing. And so, Scott Frost, he's terrible. They're, God, what a bad football coach. Whew. Never I'm bet the Huskers. Michigan, I'm taking Michigan State at, at three and a half all day long. Jay? Same. Yeah, I, I, Nebraska, a huge letdown this week. Um, you know, they, yeah, no, for sure, Michigan State. Andy? Oh, yeah, I'm with Michigan State. I might actually bet that. I didn't realize they were going to three. <laughs> That's a steal, boys. <laughs> uh, Nebraska's, ne- Nebraska's wheels are just wobbling, man. That thing is – that's on uh, – Yeah. That program's on a ventilator right now. They they want yeah. Frost out of there so bad. It's a little wobbly, to say the least. Andy Murray, yep. Kentucky travels to South Carolina, a five-point favorite. You got the Cats or the Gamecocks in this one? You know, I think the Cats go down there and get it done. I um, This game worries me, and, it, it you know, it's just because we're all diehards. But um, I, I think Stoops knows the kind of team he has. I – I don't want to say they've been laying in the weeds or anything like that, but I, I think they'll have them ready to play down there because they know the importance. I mean, this is really – this is a make-or-break game. I mean, this is, you know, when the rubber meets the road. If you want to compete in this league, they they have to go down there and win, and I think they've talked about it all summer. This was the game they had circled. I think a lot of people might have thought it was Missouri, but, you know, a home game, I, I think they felt good about that. This is the game that they have to go in and – and take care of business so that next week sets up the way it should. And then, you know, the rest of the year, but if you, if you don't win this game this weekend, then you're kind of swimming upstream a little bit for the next four or five weeks. Yeah, I, I think they go, I think they go get it done. I, I would love to see a performance like we had with Steven Johnson and those guys where we really just took it to them. But, um, you know, it, it's going to come down to that running game and, and, and establishing that line of scrimmage, and hopefully our D uh, becomes a little bit more solid. But I, I think they get the W. Jay, Kentucky's a five-point favorite in Columbia. Who you got? Yeah, that's for sure. You know, we talked about Missouri being the most important game on the schedule, um, and I think it was at the time. But I think this is even bigger for us to take that next step. I think last week was a wake-up call. And it's interesting, you know, we all know that, that sometimes coaches can can call a bad game and be off and the players be ready and it doesn't work out and vice versa. But last week was uh, maybe uh, accentuated even more because both were off. Uh, I think it got their attention. I think they're ready to play. I think they go down and cover and get the win. Nick, you know, just two or three years ago, we lose that game last weekend. No doubt. Yeah. So people don't want to hear it, but we've made huge progress as a program because that, that game, they blow that game three years ago. Yeah. And they found a way to get it done. It tells you a lot about this team, too. I mean, they've, they've got some fight 
I think and they the know one, they played bad. Yeah, I think the one thing that, that concerns me on the defensive side of the ball is just an emerging vocal leader. You know, Corker's not that personality, neither Square, Pascal certainly is not. You know, we've, it seems like we've always had those guys that, that step up and lead. I think those guys are great leaders, but I want to see I want to see a personality emerge on the on on defense side of the ball that'll smack some heads around, get them in line, and, and get them in It could be Jacquez Jones. I know he's a new could arrival be. from the transfer portal, but, man, he has played well. He's really exceeded expectations, particularly in past defense. Like, he was billed as – not necessarily a thumper, but, you know, run stopping was his strength. And, uh, you know, he's had two touchdown saving PBUs. He had that great interception against Missouri. So I think some of being a leader, you have to walk the walk a little bit first. And yep. maybe, and, you know, he's a little bit more of a charismatic personality. Maybe he steps into that role. That's a, that's a great call. I can see that for sure. I see it too. They say he's a gym rat too. They say the kids in the film room all the time and, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff, man. It, at some point, that kid's going to get pissed if guys aren't following and, and he'll start dragging them along because he's putting in the effort and the work, it sounds like. And we all know, man, I mean, when you when you work, it just means that much more to you. And all of a sudden, uh, everybody's going to fall in line. But he, he sounds like the ideal candidate to be that, that leader. Yeah. Nick, who you got? My, Kentucky minus five. <sighs> It's hard for me to see Kentucky losing this game because I think South Carolina plays a style that Kentucky wants to play, which is we're going to get mean and nasty in the trenches. Freddie, you say all the time, take off the logos. Well, I'm taking off the stars this time. I know that a lot of these guys were highly ranked recruits um, and that there's something to that, but ultimately it comes down to production and – I think this this Kentucky offensive line, uh, to 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 share with you guys the difference between Eric Wolford and John Sharman. John Sharman a little bit more easy going in practice. Wolford will jump their asses. He'll use every word in the book. And I think you guys know this. Sometimes that stuff just goes in one ear and out the other. Especially before a game like Chattanooga, you're like, okay, whatever. It's Chattanooga. I think he's going to get their attention, and I think they're going to come out and play their best game to date. And I. It just if you take care of the ball, this should be a 10 point win easy 31 21, it maybe even more. I think Kentucky is going to have, I agree, have to play its best game of the year uh, because I don't think that we've seen the best version of Kentucky yet. Uh, I, I don't think we saw it against ULM, Missouri, or and certainly not against uh, UTC. One of my major concerns going into the season was replacing five draft choices off that defense from a year ago. I, you know, obviously, Jamin Davis is going to be – you point that that's who we missed the most, or the corners. I would argue that Phil Hoskins may be the most uh, – the player that, that Kentucky's missing the most at defensive tackle uh, because, I mean, he was solid. Uh, he got penetration, tackles for loss, harassed the quarterback. That defensive tackle position is not – had a lot of production, and I think South Carolina is going to look to exploit that on Saturday. Uh, I, I'm still working on my pick on this because I got to give it on the pregame show. Uh, but I, uh, it, I, I think this is a defining moment, Nick, because we don't know we don't know which Kentucky. You know, it's been three different Kentucky teams in three different games. So, who is Kentucky? I think we find out a big big portion of that 
in, in Colombia. I also think too, Freddie, you're just a little bit, you're pumping the brakes more than usual on the cats because you were so wrong about Chattanooga. You know, I, <laughs> it's I, the I middle nine games that. we play, you know, you know, I thought about that, but it could be, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm a little bit leery about this game for some reason. Uh, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Kentucky will get a win, but I, I just don't – I don't know. I think it's going to be a close game. And uh, it's certainly I think Kentucky has to play their best. Bef- before October matters, you have to win in the last Saturday of, of September. So, we'll see. All right, let's get to the, to the second most important game of the week, gentlemen. The Kroger KSR game of the week. Nick Roush, the Fighting Panthers from Pikeville High School, travels to the big city to take on Lexington Christian Academy. A game of two number one ranked teams, both teams chasing state championships this year, Pikeville 1A, LCA 2A, who you got? As much as I think that the Pikeville mountain swagger, for the lack of a better term, can do a lot for a team, I just think LCA is too talented. Uh, they, they've got a, they got a lot of athletes out there, and when push comes to shove, I'm, I'm going to take the team that just has the better athletes on the edge, uh, Mason Moore, Xavier Brown. So uh, LCA gets the dub here, 24-17. Jay Dorch, LCA traveled to Louisville to take on your cow Centurions and, and got the win there in Louisville. Uh, the mountains going to Lexington. What do you think? I'd, I'd say LCA as well. I, I think they do got a lot of playmakers just from what I've seen, little bits. Um, yeah, I'm going to LCA. Marty Moore's son, Mason, going as committed to Miami of Ohio, has taken over that team, played quarterback when Neves was out. Uh, now he's back to his receiver, defensive back position. He's, he's just like Marty, plays a different position, though. Uh, hard-headed, you know, just throw his body around, just typical Marty Moore stuff. Andy Murray, Pikeville at LCA, who you got? I got Marty Moore, whatever Marty Moore's doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the bigger question for I'm, you, Andy. I'm going, I'm, if, he's in, if he's in the huddle, I'm going Marty Moore. I don't care if he, if he takes Sacred Heart in there to play him. <laughs> but the, the big game in town this weekend, you're, you're rocks. And Trinity are playing St. X. Is Trinity going to finally win a football game this year? The first without Bob Beatty as head coach? You know, man, God loves St. X. But I sure, for St. X's sake and their fans' sake, I sure hope they can beat Trinity because this will be the only year they can. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds, that sounds like such a Kentucky fan talking about Louisville, no, too. I, you you know, know. I, I really honestly don't know Good. much about either one of them, but – you know, St. X, St. X should win that football game on paper. I, but you just never know. It's a rivalry. One of my yeah. friends who's a St. X alum, he's like, this is the game where St. X wins in the regular season and then loses in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trinity evidently has got a good freshman and sophomore class, and they're kind of buying their time this year. But I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a huge game. Always is. But – it sounds like St. X has got a little bit of an edge this year. Um, and for their sake, I mean, good luck. 
I hope they. I think I, I think six A is is living in a Louisville male world right now, though. To be honest, yeah, with you. I, I don't see anybody beating the Bulldogs. Uh, but you know, for strangely, that the Saint X Trinity game is is not very has not been talked about a lot this week. Uh, you know, so uh, that might be because of yeah. Trinity's Trinity's uh, winless on the season, which is which is odd. <laughs> so we'll see, well, guys. Go ahead, Andy. I was just going to say, I, I think the shine is off of that game because it's been so one-sided. Yeah. You know, it, um, as a kid, you know, it just, it went back and forth every year. I mean, whoever won the game in the season, won the playoff, vice versa. And nobody had four or five, six year runs. Um, and, and I just, I don't know. I mean, Trinity's been on such a role in that rivalry. I think it's taken a lot of the, uh, the shine off of that game. Well, guys, thank you for uh, your time today. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. We ask that you'll like it and share it and give it a five-star rating. But uh, remember, uh, Soar Performance, built in the bluegrass, built by Soar Performance. Gentlemen, uh, parting shots, Kentucky and South Carolina. Nick Roush, go. Take care of the damn ball. Goodness gracious. The ball is life. Protected at all costs. I'm tired of turnovers. Please. Do not give the Gamecocks the ball. Andy Murray. Yeah, I'm with Nick, but, you know, I just think this team has – I think the leadership of this team needs to take over. You know, they they have heard for a year now how good they can be, and this is this is their first step. You know, you can, you can throw the last three weeks out. This is really the game that all eyes are going to be on them, and it's going to be either same old Kentucky or, wow, look at Kentucky. And I – I think this senior class is as good as he's probably had. So hopefully they uh, they get on that plane ready to go. Jay. I'm going to go fast start on both sides of the ball and complete. Just complete the game. Just start fast, though, because it just seems like one started fast, the other stumbled, or, you know, vice versa. I mean, it's just they got to start fast from the very, from the jump, get on them. And then complete the game. Don't 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 go backwards. Don't give them, you know, confidence to hang in there. Just just start fast and complete. I think this is a season-defining game for Kentucky, on the field and off, uh, especially when in the recruiting world. Uh, but also, how good is Kentucky? We'll we'll see on Saturday night. Been inconsistent through three weeks. Uh, but but I if Kentucky goes down to Columbia and takes care of business, then I do think that that hey this team can play. You know I hate to say beating South Carolina means you can play with anybody, but it means Kentucky's taking a step and winning games that it should win on the road in the conference, which as we all know has not always been the case at Kentucky. I don't think that's being mentioned as something that's important, and it is. Road wins in the SEC are. are, are are not very common. So I think Kentucky, if Kentucky can go down, put on a good show, beat South Carolina, because I do think Kentucky's the better team, then you're set up to make noise in October. Uh, so big game for the Cats, uh, big game for the Big Blue Nation. Uh, but again, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Guys, thanks for your input. Nick, thank you for putting all this together. And thank you to Sword Performance for making it possible. Go Cats.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.